Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Mojo. It is the NFL episode. We have just had week... Am I right to say week 13 is just past the NFL? Holy cow, the season is flying on through. We've got to pick our, you know, games from the week. I'm happy to say that the football seems to be improving slightly. (laughs) Other than the shit storms and fire dumps we have had. If I was going to go my pick of the week, as always, I like to do my own thing sometimes and go off book. Um, And I'm going to go college because Ohio State, thank you, USC. And uh, who was it? TCU losing on the weekend because Ohio State came back in the fourth after abysmal loss to Michigan. So that makes me happy as an Ohio State fan that we are back in the college playoffs, but that's kind of my highlight for the week because the Bears lost to the Packers. So I have really nothing else to report on, but uh, Laura, your highlight from the week, since you're wearing your Seattle jersey, I'm sure you're going to say Seattle's win. I'm actually not going to say Seattle. My highlight of the week was in fact, DK. <laughs> Got you guys. No, not quite. <laughs> um, what an outstanding game. This was a game that Seattle needed to win coming off couple of really tough losses. I wasn't quite sure how this game was going to go. I was excited to see us back playing against Bobby Wagner. The love before the game was really beautiful to see. But then crunch time, Bobby Wagner had an absolutely outstanding game. And you had to smile watching that and watching him get to Gino, even though, please don't touch Gino. Um, I called Gino a genie in the group chat today. And I think that's what it was. You know, you got to look at that last play of um, Seattle's offense in this game. Is it DK? Is it Gina? We were having this discussion before. I mean, no one could make that catch besides DK. The coverage from Jalen Ramsey, the ball placement was great, but DK is just a machine, man. I'm excited by the Seattle team. I'm excited to see where we go. We're now in the playoffs. Let's hold it there, and let's hope we get there at the end of the season. Dan, the uh, Pats took a little bit of a loss this weekend in their Thursday night football. Thoughts on your on your week of football? Yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, you know, sometimes I wonder whether players play up to the camera a little bit, you know, like Mac having a little bit of a bit of a spray on the sideline. It's like, you know, see, I do care about this football thing. I'm just not very good. Um, yeah, look, you know, I guess the Patriots are who, you know, we thought they were at the start of the year. Um, again, just disappointing that in tanking is just not in Bill Belichick's nature because we're just going to end up with the 16th pick in, uh, in in the upcoming draft, which will be great. We'll get a nice little corner cornerback to add to our stocks there. But uh, look, my highlight from the week was Brock Purdy. Um, obviously, shout out to Jimmy G going down with the, uh, with the ankle injury. Um, he's going to be out for the rest of the season with some surgery. But just goes to show those back, backup QBs, you know, you see them on the sidelines eating Cheetos. Um, but, you know, they have to be doing a little bit of homework. And he went out there. He didn't shit the bed. He kept things together. They're able to get the W over Miami. So, uh, yeah, pretty impressive stuff from Brock Purdy. Riley, what was your highlight of the week? I know our Bears lost, which is upsetting, but, you know, on track for how they're doing this year. Yeah, not surprised. Um, I'm going to follow your suit and I'm going to mention some college as well. Um, Colorado's new head coach, he um, he had a lovely chat to really the, the Bulls whatever they are, some form of bill-looking thing, um, basically said to them, the program's going to change and um, if you don't like it, get in the transfer portal now because he's already had people jumping in wanting to come to Colorado now. So I just love to see uh, the kind of impact um, that somebody like Sanders has to change a program in a way that that's, that college probably hasn't ever had. Um, so, I mean, we can only expect them to be competitive next year, but it just gives a lot of kids who don't get those 
you know, those four and five star rankings heading into college gives them more opportunity because now they can go get quality, hopefully quality coaching um, and, you know, maybe make a bit more of an impact when they finally come into the NFL. I got to say, it's good to see him as a coach stepping into like big college, a big college now. Not that he, you know, didn't do a good job where he was. I think his first season, his previous season, he went 10 and one. He just went 11 and 0 and won a championship. So good hiring from Colorado there because Lord knows they need to turn something around with their program. Jamie, you get to round us off with your pick of the week. Yeah, my pick of the week is um, just a small little thing. It was watching the Titans uh, kick receive, kick returner, uh, Bird, get absolutely smacked two or three times. Uh, one from Jack stole the tight end on special teams. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, it's safe to say that it elicited multiple audibles from the commentating crew. And uh, yeah, nice, simple highlight of the week. There you go. Um, all right, guys, we're going to move into our first breakdown game of the week. We are sitting on the East Coast uh, for these games this week, and we are going to kick it off with the Giants and the Eagles. I'm going to start with the Giants. Uh, I'm pretty sure when we talked about the Giants before the season kicked off, this is not a position we thought they would be in. This is not a place we thought they would be. Uh, the fact that they're in playoff contention is great for them, great for the franchise. Uh, great to see them kind of bounce back. Um, they are coming off a 2020 draw against the Commanders. Laura, they're up against the Eagles. They've got a decent run game. they got an okay pass game. I feel like they're just kind of like meandering through. They're not doing anything major. They're not doing anything flashy. But they're also not, pardon the pun, dropping the ball. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a little bit of that consistency, but Daniel Jones is just kind of, like you said, not doing anything amazing and not doing anything that is actually getting this team in the position that I thought they would be in and that everyone thought they would be in a couple of weeks ago. I think the most exciting thing that's come out of this team was the talk of OBJ visiting, but then he was at Buffalo the next day and now he's going to go see the Cowboys. So who knows what's going to happen? And I don't think they'll actually part with any money to actually bring him over. But look, you know, you've got Darius Slayton, who's looking good as your wide receiver one. You've got Saquon, who is Saquon. But when you look at Saquon's performance this week, you know, he really didn't actually do all that much. He had one outstanding play. But when you bring it back, it actually was he had 42 yards from 17 attempts. So you've got to look at how they're moving this ball. They're trying to get it, but it's easier to read. We all can see, we all can tell that the only thing that the Giants offense has is, all right, let's hand the ball up to Saquon. While he is reliable, while, like you said, he isn't dropping the ball, he is, you know, looking like a promise for them. And hopefully they'll just keep running and running and attacking and trying to get it through. It's not enough to win these games. And I think when you're coming up a team like the Eagles, what's going to be outstanding in this next game is that Eagles defense. I think that's all we're going to be talking about at the end of next week, because we're going to see this Giants team fall apart. Yeah. I feel like they're struggling a little bit, right? The Saquon Barkley, they know has always been their player to go to nice back from injury. They're trying to pass the ball around, you know, Slayton had 90 yards. Hodges had 44. Bellinger had 24. Richie James had 20. Barkley had 18 receiving yards. I mean, they're definitely passing the ball around, but they don't really have anyone major to kind of utilize in their offense. Um, Jamie, you're an Eagles fan. Um, I, do you feel like the Giants can pull anything up on the Eagles as far as a run or a pass game? I 
be I'd be a little bit surprised. I mean, the only thing that might give me a bit of worry is just looking back on the Eagles game against the Packers, the success that Aaron Jones had running out wide. Um, if they can get Saquon the ball out wide, then maybe there's uh, potential there for success. Um, other than that, I'm I'm not really convinced by the pass game. I mean, they've, they've got the fifth fewest passing touchdowns this season um, at 11. So if the run game isn't working, I don't know who they're supposed to turn to. I mean, Dan, we've kind of talked about the Giants, like, you know, previously and how they're just, they're really nothing major. OBJ would be a great addition for them, but the likelihood of that happening is quite slim. Their defense, again, is okay. It's nothing outstanding. They struggle kind of protecting the pass. They struggle kind of defending the run. They they just struggle across the board, and yet they're still sitting in playoff contention. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting one. I, I think... There's a couple of really, um, really po- two really positive things to come out of this season for the Giants. The first is they needed to figure out whether they got the coach right. Check. You know, Brian Dable's been fantastic. He's a great operator. Now, you know, I, I know that's an easy one to say, but there's a lot of franchises that continue to churn through coaches. So that's a really big win for the Giants. The second thing they needed to do was to figure out what are they going to do with Daniel Jones? It, it's pay time. His contract's coming up. They need to work out whether they're going to give this guy some money. The answer is no. It has always been no. Everyone has known that, maybe besides a few people within the uh, that New York franchise that probably wanted to show everyone how clever they were and give him some money. So I feel there's a little bit of clarity in what's happened this season. Probably the big, you know, some of the things that was a little bit surprising to me was that Saquon was able to recover. I've never really seen that before. And the fact that he is starting to wear down because of the significant you know, workload, that, that's not really a surprise to me. So, you know, for me, they're going to have a lot of money to spend next year because they're, they're not, you know, they're not going to be in the Daniel Jones business. I heard that Jimmy G is on his way down to New York, obviously hopping with the one leg. Sorry, Jimmy, a bit, a bit of an inside joke, but Jimmy G will be there uh, in, in the Giants um, franchise next year. They're going to have a ton of money to spend. I'll throw that around. Um, and, you know, some of the things they can do to really sort of try and take that next step is to try and find a running back in the later rounds that can take a little bit of pressure off Saquon. And to everyone's point tonight, they have to start throwing the ball down the field and start to be a little bit more explosive because that's exactly what Brian Dable wants to do. This guy was previously coaching Josh Allen and he's now coaching Daniel Jones. I mean, that's got to be difficult for the soul. So he'll be looking to change things up a little bit. He could even get a little bit creative in the draft, but it's certainly not going to be with Daniel Jones. Riley, before you give us your score prediction on who you think is going to win Oh, well, not before we do that, because it's just a little premature since you haven't even talked about the Eagles. Is <laughs> Jamie's trying not to get salty that you've forgotten about his team. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jamie. Didn't mean to forget about your team there. Um, Riley, do you think there's a way that the Giants could sneak off a win against a defensive front that is the Eagles? I mean, we saw A.J. Brown put up an absolute showing against the Titans. Um, the Eagles just seem to be firing on all cylinders, kind of bouncing back after what was a recent loss. Um, they aren't not sitting at a perfect season. Do you think the Giants can pull off a win, or do you think the Eagles are just going to kind of storm over? Um, I think divisional matchups are always a bit iffy. Um, I think this is a really important game for the Giants. You know, they are currently ahead of Washington, but only because Washington haven't had their bye. Um, So after this week, they'll pretty much be on equal playing field. So um, I think the Giants have a lot 
a lot riding on this game because as soon as they, I think they go, um, they play Philly and then they play Washington straight after. So there's a lot for them to, to get to get a win from this. Um, I think something that's going to be a big uh, factor for them is their defense. Um, they just got uh, Ojolari back, who had a massive game today, his first game since week four. And Thibodeau is amazing at the pass rush. So controlling Jalen Hurts in that pocket and making him – I know A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are insane receivers, but when you have a quarterback who can literally manipulate the pocket to a point where you don't know if he's going to take off or if he's going to throw it, it puts every DB and every lineman in two minds. So it's always going to open up holes. So if they can contain him in there and, and force him to actually do one or the other, get some sacks. They had five against um, Washington that, um, you know, that pressure on, on Taylor Henneke, they got a fumble out of him. Like that kind of energy they need to bring. They need to make Hurts make decisions. They, they barely ran, Philly barely ran against the Titans. Like it, it was ridiculous that for such a strong run game, they won in the air. So I think, yeah, that's it's going to come down to the Giants' defense um, stopping Philly because the Giants aren't going to score thirty or forty points. It, it, it's going to be a low. It's going to be low scoring because that's all the Giants can can perform offensively. I think you're right there, Jamie. This is your team, so I'm going to let you kind of like talk about them a little bit, probably uh, as much as you want. But you know, not 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 too much, right? We still got no, no, no. no. (laughs) I mean, this is a defensive front, right? They kept Derrick Henry, who was an absolute beast for running back, to 38 yards and 17 carries. They sacked Tannehill six times. Reddick had one sack, four quarterback hits, and Josh Sweet had two sacks and three quarterback hits. I mean, just that line alone. I'd be scared if I was Daniel Jones sitting behind that line for the Giants. Yeah, it was, they were really effective today. Um, and Harry Roseman's done well the last few weeks, bringing in Linval Joseph and, and oh, I can never pronounce his name, and Demakong Su. There we go. Um, uh, Jordan Davis as well, the rookie, he got back this week. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the front line for the Eagles is looking healthy uh, and very effective. Um, I just... Yeah, it's it, it's interesting because they, they 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 were good this week, but it hasn't been like the pass rush has been elite all season. It's been Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, likes more of a of a defensive shell where he drops a lot of people and makes it hard to pass. Um, so you can get chunk plays against the Eagles if you are methodical enough, but you have to be very precise. Um, but yeah, that's I don't want to talk too much on the Eagles. Uh, I mean, it's your opportunity, so you might as well, right? Um, okay, one more, one more. first team in history with 350 plus yards in the run one week and then the week after 350 plus yards in the air that's my last thing I mean that's that's an impressive turnaround I mean that's why they're kind of sitting at the record that they have I felt like they got a little tired for, for a minute it's nice to see him stepping back up you know they had Five guys that rushed for double digits. They had two guys that received for over, you know, 100 yards. And then they had another kind of five guys that had double digits in receiving yards. It doesn't matter who you try to defend on the Eagles. Someone else is going to catch the ball because you just you can't defend like all like 
all their receivers and all their all their running backs this isn't work uh, for for this game. So as soon as they you know double team AJ Brown, they're like, oh shit, we got to worry about Devontae Smith. As soon as you send one over, then like, oh no, now we got to worry about you know Miles Sanders running up the middle. <laughs> they seem to just be kind of you know doing their thing. The coaching is is going well for them. Laura, you get to kind of kick us off. Eagles, Giants. If the Giants are going to win, what do they have to do? If the Eagles are going to win, do you think it's just going to be an absolute steamroll? You know, when you look at this Eagles team, when you look at this Eagles offense, you've got Jalen Hurts, which is one side, and then you've also got these receivers, and these receivers have had outstanding numbers and outstanding performances, but it comes down to Jalen Hurts, and I think what this game showed us with the Eagles against A.J. Brown's former team, because they don't deserve to be called anything else besides the team that gave away A.J. Brown, um, you know, they had their asses beat without Jalen Hurts running the ball. And I think that tells you everything you need to know. This is a team that I think is very much up there to win the Super Bowl. I don't see any, you know, big barriers down the stretch that would get in the way of them achieving that. Um, you know, you, it's an easy one, really. I think this Eagles team is so dynamic. There's so many different ways, exactly like you said, Alex. This person's taking care of, okay, you got to worry about this. you got to worry about that. And I think they've got so many areas of their game down pat that I just don't think this Giants team has all the working parts together that can really compete with that. You know, I like what Riley said about it potentially, you know, needing to be a low score game for the Giants to win, but I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think it's an easy Eagles steamroll. Ooh, you, I mean, I'm going to go with you there. Ego steamroll. Egos? It, it might be an ego steamroll. It might be an well, ego one too. But yeah. I was trying to say Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Dan! I might have to pass hosting duties to you if this keeps going on. Um, Dan, who you got? Eagles, Giants. I mean, yeah, should be an easy pick, right? Easy one. Eagles get the job done here. But one thing I would do, like, <clears throat> I'm thinking about how you would sort of try and rest up some of these players before the playoffs. It's so difficult because they're 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 so all of their stats are so tied into their contracts that no one wants to take any time off, any snaps off. Um, you know, you got Jalen Hurts who's really in the MVP race as well. But, you know, one of the things they could do is look to the great Bill Belichick, uh, those were the days, where he would focus on getting his B players and his C players better involved in the offense and the defense. So you would often see the Patriots, they would have, you know, uh, a dominant player one week and then someone would come out of nowhere the following I'd just be really interested to see whether Philly can really work on the players outside of AJ Brown, outside of Devontae Smith, outside of Miles Sanders. Can they get some of those other guys going? Because maybe it's those couple of plays from some of those fringe players that could actually, you know, lead them to the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's just they've got a couple of weeks here. They can play around with a few plays. Let's see if they can get some production out of those guys as well. Riley, I'm going to let Jamie have the last pick, even though we kind of all know who's going to pick here. But Riley, Giants, Eagles, Eagles seamroll. Like everyone else, or do you think the Giants pulled off? Uh, no, I think Philly have got this, but I think it'll be—I think it'll be closer than it looks. I think it'll be like seventeen twenty-four, and then Daniel Jones will throw a pick six with like a minute to go, and it'll just make that score look a bit better than it was. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think Philly—they really shouldn't lose this, so I think they should get. It. And Jamie, you're going Giants, right? Oh, 100. No, I can't do it. Um, no, Eagles, Eagles, uh, big win. I, I'd be surprised if the Giants get anywhere near 20 points in this game, in all honesty. Bold, bold things. I like the pick six. I like that idea. I'm again with you guys. Eagles, 
kind of egos, eagles take this one, my God. But we're going to stay in New York as we go to our next game and talk about the Jets' little buddies, you know, you know, little town over uh, in the New York Jets, who in, uh, I got to say, since Mike White has stepped up, Another game with 369 yards, 31 for 57. Okay, two interceptions, no touchdowns. That's probably an issue. Um, But, I mean, it seems to be – I mean, Dan, you've talked about Zach Wilson a little bit. Mike White, I mean, he's definitely saving the Jets a little bit here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I can't do the whole J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm a Patriots supporter, but – you know, they've just been so pathetic for so long. I have to say I have been a little bit interested in their football team this year. And Salah, you know, he brings a lot of juice, obviously, from the defensive side. But I was really interested to see, you know, is this guy legit? I think he is, you know. Turning around this culture is not easy. Uh, but the quarterback situation, um, I pick on it week in, week out on this show. It is an issue. Uh, Mike White is good backup. Uh, a lot of people were sort of getting pretty excited. You know, this guy's the future after one week. I wouldn't limit a franchise like this to someone like Mike White. I'd be looking for for a little bit more out of him. Um, he sort of he, he he's done this last year as well. He came out, you know, teams didn't, didn't have a lot of tape on him. He, you know, he did really well, and then the following week he sort of had some str- struggles, uh, and that seems to be where he's at at the moment. So <clears throat> again, New York Jets, they'll be they'll be a franchise that'll be looking at um, you know going out and spending some money on a quarterback, uh, Derek Carr. He's got to be someone they're looking at, although the Raiders are starting to turn things around. And Jimmy G, they'll be in those uh, sweeps as well. Uh, in terms of the here and the now against the Buffalo Bills, this is going to be a really, really interesting one. You spoke about the two interceptions. Obviously, <laughs> you know, Mike White has been a step up from Zach Wilson. But, you know, ultimately, that's what he's going to be getting drilled into him all week is just to control the football Uh, and give his team an opportunity to win this on defense. Because the one thing I would say about the Jets is their defense is outstanding. You know, I often had a bit of a giggle about this, where you see these awful teams, uh, they they draft at the top of the draft for 15 consecutive years, and eventually it makes a difference. And that's what's happened in the Jets. They've just stacked first-round pick after first-round pick, and now they have an absolute star defensive unit led by a really impressive coach. So, yeah, look, the defense are going to cause Buffalo some challenges here. The Jets' offense, their receivers are outstanding. It's just whether they can run the ball. You mentioned uh, top picks for the Jets. You mentioned the receivers. As an Ohio State fan, I got to give him credit where credit is due. Garrett Wilson, my boy. Love seeing him absolutely ball out for the Jets. It's always fun seeing Ohio State boys play phenomenally in the NFL. But – Laura, he's kind of like the main target. So I feel like the Bills being the Bills, just be like, well, you take him out. Who you got? I mean, the Jets, yeah, they got Corey Davis. They got Ty Johnson. But I don't know. I'd be a little concerned if I was Garrett Wilson. I don't think he's going to have a a big production against the Bills. When you look at the um, passing yards that Mike White had this week and you compare them with Jalen Hurts' passing yards that were almost of an equal number, you know, it looks like two completely different games of football. I felt like the balls that Mike White was putting in the air, it was trying to make something happen a lot of the time. Oh, my gosh, almost like a bit of a fluster. I feel like this is a great backup quarterback, and it's kind of like the performance that we saw from Geno Smith last year. Came out, had a really good game. Then mm, he didn't have the reps. He didn't have the practice. He didn't have, I guess, the faith of the team behind him because they've been preparing for Russell. It's the same thing here. 
you know, from how we saw Zach Wilson perform at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of hope. There was a lot of hype around this team. Mike White now comes in after, you know, what they've had going on over there. And I feel like this team isn't in sync with him. You know, you saw Braxton Berrios with that bubble. Was he trying to juggle? Is he going to join the circus? I don't know what, you know, at the one yard line. And I think that really kind of shows it up. He didn't look like he was expecting that ball. I don't think this team has had that communication and that kind of time and those reps with Mike White, but why haven't they? And that's what I don't understand. And I can't quite get my head around, you know, when you look at the the defense, the defense is absolutely outstanding. I mean, Quinn and Williams, Source Gardner, absolute superstars, league leading superstars. We always like to talk about on this podcast that defense wins championships, but defense can't win games up against the Vikings, up against, you know, if they were playing the Eagles next week, I think that would be a problem for them too. Coming into this game against the Bills, I think Josh Allen is starting to come together. And we've got to remember, you know, they just beat the Bills a couple of weeks ago. It was the beginning of November now, so not that long ago. And there was a lot of hype. There was a lot of ego coming out of that game. But we're coming in now, and I don't think this team will be able to beat the Bills based off this offensive performance. You know, they they are able to shut down Josh Allen. We did see that previously, but they were able to shut, uh, shut down Josh Allen in the fourth quarter. That's the difference. You see, we didn't have that shutdown, that major defensive performance the whole game. We just kind of got lucky. I don't think this offense will be able to keep up to the stretch of the game. Riley, I think the Jets were lucky in playing the Vikings because we all know that their quarterback is not mobile. <laughs> but when you're coming up against the Bills and you have Josh Allen, who loves a hurdle, as we've seen, the big guy loves to run. Um, from a Jets perspective defensively, do you think that's going to be a big issue for them having Josh Allen being as mobile as he is? Oh, 100%. Kirk Cousins can barely, you know, move from the snap to throw the ball. Like, he runs in slow motion. So to have a quarterback who, A, has speed, two, can read a hole, but also he has no fear. Like, he'll drop the shoulder when he probably shouldn't. He'll hurdle when he definitely shouldn't. And he just, you know, he'll go that extra step when he's running to to get that extra yard. It's that extra play, that extra effort. Um, and, you know, he's just got that, he's got that football IQ that is so, like, they talk about it so much about the, what's the, what was a good, good choice and what was the right choice. And Alan just, besides the few weeks where he threw like six interceptions in like three games, he's been pretty consistent all year. So I think that we're going to see, I think we're going to see him have a fun game. He's going to run it a bit. He's going to throw it a bit. But just his ability to keep plays alive, like even that one against the Pats last week where he literally jumped from the field out through the ball, found an over receiver. Like I he love was- that was a good one. I love that. It was two ridiculous. years in a row. <laughs> yeah, like you can't, you can't like. How do you stop? Like, how do you stop that? Like, it's just something. Mm. He keeps playing until that whistle's like blown. Like, you keep going, and it's it's one of those things where it doesn't matter how good your cornerback is covering. If the play is still going, the receiver is still running. Quentin Williams was a bit injured today. He came back. But if he's a bit dusty, he's not going to be able to have that pass rush as much. So 
I think they'll I think they'll keep up for a little bit, but I think they'll get tired. I just think that the the Bills will just run off so much energy. Diggs will get 150 yards and just keep running and running and running. You know, they've got such a good core of offensive players that I just don't think in terms of uh, like stamina that the Jets will be able to keep up with that. Guys, is it weird if we give a little bit of love to an injured player in uh, Brees Hall, that running back? Because like the Jets would be a different proposition if that kid was playing. He was absolutely outstanding. I really feel like their season kind of ended in a a real way, you know, once he got injured. Um, If they were able to plug him in and get a bit of a running game against Buffalo, that would be be the difference. But, yeah, putting Sauce Gardner on um, Stefan Diggs, uh, that could be the answer. It's going to be going to be interesting this one. That's going to be a matchup. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch. Uh, Jamie, you know, Von Miller was placed on IR this past week. We're not sure what's going to happen to him with this up-and-coming game. If he is out, do you think that's a loss for the Bills? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, anyone of that caliber, I, I remember saying this a couple of weeks ago, anyone of any caliber like Von Miller in any position, you, 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 you're losing out with your backup. Um, I just, I don't know. I think the the Bills look, potentially look more vulnerable than they actually are. I mean, this is a team that could well be 12-0. and 0. You know, their three losses have been decided by two points, three points, and three points. So if they're 12-0, and 0, I think the conversation we're having right now is completely different. Um, I, I like what everyone said about the, the Jets office, especially losing Brees Hall. It's massive. I mean, oh my God, what would, what would this game be like if, if, if he was healthy? Um, but that said, you know, the AFC East is super tight nonetheless. And the Bills did lose that first matchup to the Jets. So they're going to be, they're going to be really, really ready to go for this. And I don't think that, that the Jets, you know, have much of a chance in all honesty. I think Josh Allen likes coming back in a games that he's lost in the past. He just plays with such a chip on his shoulder, but he doesn't overplay in that sense. I think sometimes when you look at, you know, quarterbacks like him who have been in the league for a little bit, but not too much. Like they, they lose and they come back into a game like, oh, we got this. It's going to be fine. We, you know, we're going to take it to him. And they kind of overcompensate. Whereas Josh Allen, he's just very good at what he does. He's very good at moving the football in the air. I mean, I love watching Stefan Diggs. You know, when he's not having a good game, he goes off. Someone says a little something to him about, hey, I'll, you know, buy your beer if you, you catch the ball. He goes out and he catches an awesome touchdown. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, the Bills, I think, just there's yes, they took a little bit of a turn, but I think they're starting to step up and peak where they need to. I think Von Miller is going to be in. Hopefully, he comes back. If not, one week, two weeks time, because I think they're going to need him on this final stretch. But I don't know. I, I think the Jets could surprise some people and go up, but I could see this being an overtime game. Riley, wrong. Um, I think so, but. Um, no, that's not what I was going to point out. Um, up until last week, the, the Bills were 0-3 in the division. So the Pats win was, yeah, it made them 1-3. and And then they've got Jets, Miami, and then in the last round of the season, they rounded off with the Pats. So even if they win out, they're still only going to be 4-3. and So any loss to these guys coming up to the stretch is going to be really big for them. Uh, and in between those games, they've got Chicago uh, and then the Bengals. So it's not exactly an easy stretch for them. So <clears throat> I think they they have to win these divisional matchups, especially 
to the Jets and Miami because they're the ones that are, you know, that little bit closer um, to potentially pipping them for the divisional win. All uh, right, we, we got to pick this one. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go Jets overtime win with a field goal. I think that's going to be my pick there. We know I love an overtime win. We know I love a by field goal. Um, so I'm going to go. <laughs> Laura's shaking her head at me. So, Laura, you get to pick next because that was just some shady just through my direction on that pick. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you put that about today's overtime game with the um, Commanders and uh, and Giants as well. Hey, look, I think it's an easy, I think it's Buffalo Bills. I think they get the job done. You know, like what Riley said, December is a fun time of year. These are the games that matter. These are the games that count. Um, you know, Josh Allen, I think, is coming in with the ship on his shoulder. But, you know, what we've seen with him today is he was able to buy time in the pocket. And I think that's going to be the, the same thing that we see with the Jets. He has that time. Um, and hopefully he plays a smart game. So, yeah, I think the Bills uh, went by two scores. Riley? Bills, Jets, thoughts? I think that absolutely pants them. I think this will be the 2021 version of Bills versus Patriots where the Bills just, I think it was 47-17. Another good memory. I love you. (laughs) I think it'll be be something similar to that. I just think they're just going to come in all cylinders firing and they're just going to absolutely destroy Dan, could this be a game where weather could win? You know, here's what I'm hoping, that both teams field too many players on the field. They get heavily fined, uh, competition points taken away from them. Uh, what, you know, what, what, else can I, what else can go wrong? Um, I don't wish injuries upon people, but, you know, if that was to happen as well to help the Pats. Uh, okay, prediction for this one. Bills get the job done. But, hey, here's a little bit of a fold. Just in terms of strategy for Buffalo, stop running Josh Allen when you don't have to. You guys should be able to beat the New York Jets without putting your quarterback at risk. I get it. You're in the playoffs, the Chiefs, the Bengals, you know, these big games. Of course you want to run Josh Allen. That, that's his best asset. But leave that to the big games. In this one, I'd be running James Cook. I'd be running Devin Singletary. Let them take all the hits. Just sit back, be that quarterback, throw from the pocket, stay safe. Speak to Jimmy G about that. Let's let's keep him, um, yeah, let's keep him upright. So, yeah, Bills get this done. But, yeah, I, I think similar to Philly, they might modify their offense a little bit this week. Amy, I'm kind of alone here with Jets, so I, your your pick is kind of either going to help my confidence or really just shoot to pieces right now. Alex, you will remain alone in your pick. I am going with the Bills, uh, and I think it is fairly comfortable. I'm going to echo uh, everyone else's sentiment. All right, cool. Well, when the Jets win on the weekend, guys, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just going to – I'm not going to gloat. I'm just going to say, hey, I told you so. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to move to the rest of the games of the week. Uh, I've got one game to give you all. It's Cardinals as Patriots. Uh, sorry, Dan. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to pull this one out. My bad, my friend. I just don't – I think the Patriots are just slightly imploding, and I think with Mac Jones having his hissy fits on the sidelines, it's not going to help. Bill Belichick just – he hasn't given up, but he looks a little like, <laughs> let's just make it to the end of the season. Um, so I've got Cardinals uh, over that one. Dan, you've got some games to give us. Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, LA Rams taking on the Raiders. I mean, we, this is just, this is just, it's so weird. I mean, you take out Cooper Cup, take out Stafford, you take out Aaron Donald, and, and what's left? Uh, not much. They're coming up against a Vegas team who... You know, I would say they are pretty similar to the Vikings of last year where the Vikings lost every game close 
and they were very, very unlucky. They were the unluckiest team, and then this year they've been the opposite. They've been quite lucky, and they've turned their record around. I kind of anticipate that for the Raiders, where next year a bit, bit more luck, you know, some some fresh players come in and they have a better season. Um, yeah, so so the Raiders, I feel like they've been a bit of an unlucky team, and I feel like this is going to be a bit of a layup against the Rams. Again, Josh McDaniels just hanging on to his job, doing the right things, on a little bit of run at the moment. So I think the Raiders will get the job done there. Um, Josh Jacobs, he that kid's getting paid. That kid is getting paid. All right, moving through to the Steelers versus Ravens. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, you know, historically, this has been a really interesting game. This has been very physical and it's just, you know, it's a bit of a fun game to kind of tune into. Um, you know, the Kenny Pickett experience is uh, continuing. He's doing pretty well as a kid. Um, I gave him a little bit of stick a little while ago because he's a, bit, he's a little bit middle-aged as well, a bit of an older rookie quarterback, but I think he's starting to settle in um, a little bit there for the Steelers and the Ravens, obviously with Lamar, he'll be out injured, uh, Huntley coming in. Yeah, the, the Ravens, they've been very much up and down. Yeah, look, you know, inspired by the spirit of Alex um, with the, with these underdog picks, I'm going to go the Steelers there in a little bit of an upset. Um, you know, I, I think their defense will give the Ravens some trouble. The Bengals coming up against the Browns. Well, Joe Burrow, I mean, I've tried not to love this kid because, you know, he's not in the New England area, but he is just something truly special. Jamar Chase, he's back in the house. I don't even think they need Jamar Chase, to be honest, though the way that he was um, sort of connecting with some of his players and the Browns, they stink, quite rightly so. That new quarterback they've got, that kid's awful, uh, absolutely awful. So Bengals, they get the job done there. And they do it convincingly. Jamie, your games for the rest of the week. Yeah, let's start with Lions and Vikings. Quick precursor message. No one can stay with Justin Jefferson. There's no point even trying. Let him run wherever he wants to. Uh, save the energy and focus on other people. That's my advice to the Lions. Lions, as we talked about last week, guys, the Lions are feisty. Uh, they've got an excellent run game. And yeah, they're, they're, they're trending in the right direction. You know, they started off slow, but there's been some nice wins mid-season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they finish. But yeah, they're coming up against the Vikings team. That, to be honest, has churned out close wins all season, as you said, Dan. Um, you know, nine of their 10 wins have come from a one-score game. That's, that's kind of scary, to be honest, if you're, if you're a Vikings fan. It's a high number. Uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe it says that they're not necessarily as strong as their record might suggest. We thought that the Lions and the Jags game was going to be close last week. It just wasn't. I do think that the Lions could make it a closer game than people might expect. And like, if you have a look at a sports bet for any betting agency, the line as of now has Detroit at plus 0.05. So that's a pick them. Enough said. Uh, nonetheless, I will still pick the Vikings. <laughs> um, uh, next up is Cowboys versus Texans. Uh, the Cowboys dismantled the Colts in, the, in that last fourth quarter uh, on both ends, offense and defense. They're looking really good. As an Eagles fan, I'm, I'm genuinely terrified of that. I think that's that week 16. With the Niners struggling at QB now, potentially, I believe that they might be the second best team in the NFC. I can't put them over the Eagles yet. Houston are going to lose this heavily. Uh, they've been taking touches away from their star player, Damian Pierce, over the last couple of weeks, uh, which I don't really understand because it's not like they're running less. They're just they're giving his touches to other running backs. So maybe some conservation, but... We'll see how that goes. Um, but even if they do prioritise in this game, it's not going to mean anything because this Dallas defensive front's elite. Um, I don't like the QB change to Kyle Allen, personally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a weird soft spot for Davis Mills, even though I don't think he's that good. So yeah, Cowboys are going to win this game. Uh, and as I said, pretty heavily. Uh, that brings us on to our last game, uh, or my last game, Titans versus Jags. 
I think one thing I'm very interested interested to see is how Vrabel gets the defense working this week. Um, They they do move a lot post-snap. So they'll show you one thing and then switch very late. Uh, Think a la, this one's for you, uh, Dan. Bill Belichick with Zach Wilson last season, where you know he'd start yeah. and completely flip it. Um, but yeah, look, it was a tough outing for the Titans against Philly, uh, but the team's still got a lot of talent. You know, some injuries, but well coached and talented. Uh, Derek Henry, this is a worry. Derek Henry hasn't exceeded a hundred yards since the no- November the seventh game against the Chiefs. He's averaging 2.7 yards per carry in the last month. Um, yeah, the Jags defensive front isn't bad at all as well at stopping runs. So it could be interesting to see what they do against Derek Henry. Tannehill has looked decent through the last three games. Um, but now that the rookie, Traylon Burks, uh, looks like he could be out. I'm not 100% sure, but he looks like he could be out. I don't know who they throw to. Is it the tight end Austin Hooper all day? I mean, come on, what are we doing? Um, bright spot for the Jags is that Christian Kirk has looked Christian Kirk has looked good all seasons. All season, if they can get more consistency from other passing options, then hopefully this helps both him and Lawrence going forward. Uh, but yeah, I'll take the Titans with a win. All right, Laura, you got two games, but uh, I did give you your pride and joy, your Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. I'd like to say this is going to be an easy Seahawks win, but whenever you think the Seahawks are going to win convincingly or easily or even just win, they don't. Um, but, you know, I am going to go in and try and feel confident about this win. One thing that is disappointing is we don't currently have a running back, it doesn't seem. You know, big-looking in- injury to Kenneth Walker. That's frustrating. That's upsetting. You know, DJ Dallas didn't look great. They brought him back into the game earlier this week because it was a shit show. They had no other option. Um, but you know, this should be a good Seattle win. Hopefully, I mean Carolina. What is what what's what's Carolina? What's happening there? It's been all over the place. Who's your quarterback? Who do you want? Who do you feel like this week? Maybe they'll, you know, do something even strange out of the box, give us a whole nother quarterback. Who knows? Um, nah, easy, easy, hopefully, Seattle win. Chargers and Dolphins. This is a more interesting matchup. You know, I guess the big news is once again, Tua is injured. I think I said last week, if Tua stays healthy, everything will be fine for the Dolphins. And a week later, he was injured. You know, Tua's injured. Teddy Bridgewater is currently listed as out for next week, uh, for next week's game. So who knows what they're going to do. The Chargers, I think, are imploding. I don't know what's happening. They had no run game. I don't know. I. I would like to put faith in the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. I enjoy watching them. But I just don't think they're going to have a quarterback. So I think it's going to be a Chargers win. All right, Riley, you get to round us off with your two games. Yeah, so I've got Niners, Bucks. I think if it was last week, it would have been an easy Niners win. But, um, you know, as much as Mr. Irrelevant did a good job today, it's – Easy to play when no one expects you. Play well, I should say, when no one expects you. So um, even though the Bucks are not a dumpster fire right now, but maybe like a little, a little, little simmer, um, they, I think they've just got enough weapons to to be able to trounce the Niners. Um, even though they have a good defense, I just don't think the offense will be able to keep up um, now that we know who's starting for the Niners. So I'll go Bucks there. Um, and then Broncos versus Chiefs. If the Chiefs lose this, Andy Reid needs to like retire immediately. It's it, the meme of you know Russell Wilson has more toilets in his house in Denver than throwing touchdowns, and that was made like two weeks ago, and it's still accurate. 
<laughs> I'm not even just like the, it's the exact amount. They've got eight touchdowns and he has 12 bathrooms. And like, as I don't even want that to be, I want that to end now. Like I would like that to stay a relevant meme forever. And the Chiefs can absolutely not lose <laughs> to Denver <laughs> with this. For us. I like to call them. Like the Broncos absolutely, like I don't, their kicker is the only person scoring points for them. Like, and that gives, and they're helped because of Vile High Stadium. It just floats a little further. So absolutely the Chiefs have to win this, I swear. Riley, you sound like the Chiefs might not win this one. <laughs> Let's hope the Broncos win. Right? I'm going to put money on the Broncos. Exactly. Thanks, Riley. There's, like, there's a little bit of desperation in your voice being like, dear God, don't lose. I, I didn't even know we liked the Chiefs this much. Like I don't, like, you know, I think Mahomes is great and, you know, everything, but I just think how, as Andy Reid with Mahomes, with Kelsey, with everybody, how do you lose to... He, the Broncos, like honestly, it, it can't happen. Like that, I, it can't. Is that the most one-sided game of the week? Do we think? Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, it should be. It should be, but I think it might be like a little bit surprising. Like mm-hmm. it should be, but you know, it should it should be. But we oh, all know and that. Dallas Houston, Dallas will whip Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah. that'll be a one-sided affair. <laughs> all right well on that on that lovely meme note if you don't know that meme please go look it up because it is funny football is great for memes there was a great one coming out of the uh packers uh philly game where it had love and then hurts and then it was just like love hurts so uh as <laughs> as it does in football guys as always it's fun talking all things nfl and uh catch you next time